Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, March 26th, 2019, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-host for the evening, Anastasia. Lavendar is taking some much-needed rest from her busy for a while, and she'll be taking a break from the radio show as well. So our special guests this evening are Trin Allen and John Randall, who are launching a new CBD company very soon. They're doing things that no one else is doing, and we're excited to share this with you. The legal CBD market is growing with leaps and bounds as people experience the healing benefits. But Trin and John are taking it to a new level of service that they'll be telling us about. Their website isn't up yet, but Mercury has been retrograde, so that'll come after it straightens out. And even though Mercury does go direct on Thursday this week, it will take another three weeks to get back into the strong forward motion. So during the interview, we'll find out how to contact them. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy, Fiona, and Jada for hosting the switchboard this evening for those who may have a question or comment for our guests. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. And you can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, just please click follow on our page here, and you'll get our weekly show notices if you elect to have those notifications. Our main website is starseedhotline.com, and the Stage 1 Starseed Confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Anastasia or myself. And as I mentioned earlier, Lavendar is taking a break and is not taking new clients at this time. And remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And please remember, if you want the Stage 2 interpretation of that chart, please order it about three or four months ahead of your birthday to make sure you get it in in time because we do have a waiting list. So first up this evening, I want to introduce Anastasia and her wonderfully fascinating Starseed News. Well, good evening, Ariel. Great to Hi be there. with you. Good evening, everyone. Um, we have some sunspot activity, sunspot activity going on right now. There's a huge new sunspot called AR2736. It's forming rapidly during its solar minimum, the sun's solar minimum. Last week, that sunspot didn't even exist. Now the rapidly growing active region stretches more than uh, 10,000 kilometers across the solar surface and contains multiple dark cores larger than our Earth. It has a complicated magnetic field crackling with C-class solar flares. So we'll keep an eye on that. The sun has been really, really quiet. New activity at the moment. And in Newcastle, South Africa, 
They had a hailstorm that hit many parts of South Africa last Thursday that caused a lot of destruction. Residents reported damaged cars and houses. Hailstones the size of, get this, tennis balls broke through car uh, windows and destroyed many roofs, causing rainwater to flood houses. And over a 1,000 falcons were reported to have been injured or died in this hailstorm in the space of just 15 minutes. Fortunately oh for the yeah for the quick thinking of local people, caring people, many of the birds, which happened to have migrated to South Africa from Russia and China, didn't die, and they will be rehabilitated. And uh, wow, we've had some cyclone activity, destructive winds and rain that lashed Australia. It was the second storm within 48 hours to hit that country. The second cyclone within 48 hours brought destructive winds and torrential rains to the coastal regions of Australia. It was called Cyclone Veronica. It was 60 miles off the nation's coast yesterday. And then uh, there was another cyclone called Cyclone Trevor, which was a Category 4, that hit the territory on Saturday, just two days earlier. Heavy wind and large waves are being whipped up by that second cyclone. It's threatening widespread flooding in western Australia. Two cyclones in two days. Come on. Gosh. And there was a strong magnitude 6.1 earthquake that struck western Colombia. Also a 6.1 magnitude that jolted eastern Indonesia. And that happened on Sunday. There was no tsunami warning issued, and they have not assessed the impact of that quake. But there were no reports of casualties or injuries from that. And wow, talk about storms and water. Nebraska faces over $1.3 billion in flood losses. They called it the bomb cyclone that swept through the Midwest this past week has caused more than a billion dollars worth of flood damage in the state of Nebraska. At least three people were killed in Nebraska and Iowa. Heavy rainfall and rapid snow melt have caused catastrophic flooding across the Missouri River Basin. And three-fourths of Nebraska's 93 counties have declared an emergency. The cost of this damage has surpassed, as I said, $1.3 billion. That includes $449 million in damage to roads, levees, and other infrastructure, $440 million in crop losses, and $400 million in cattle losses. It's estimated that more than 2,000 homes and 340 businesses have been damaged or destroyed by this flood at a cost of $85 million. Understandably, the state is seeking a federal disaster declaration. And in a related article, no one would ever think of this. Maybe some of you would. But flooding, this flooding is posing a potential risk for over one million private wells. Just think about it. More than one million private wells that supply drinking water in mostly rural parts of the Midwest could face the risk of contamination from flood water. And that's posing a health concern that could linger long after the flooding subsides. This major flooding along the Missouri and Mississippi rivers and other smaller tributaries has inundated states in the middle of the United States from the Canadian border uh, south to Kentucky. The National Weather Service has warned that with snowmelt in the northern states just beginning, the threat of additional flooding persists well into spring. 
Now, the high water and swift current carries raw sewage from overburdened treatment plants, animal waste and pesticides from farm fields, and spilled fuel. Uh, They're telling us, experts are saying, that whatever was on the land is in the water now. Contaminated water, as you all could guess, can carry bacteria such as E. coli. The National Groundwater Association, which is a trade group for the industry that includes well systems, said there are 1.1 million private wells in 300 flooded counties in 10 states, Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, Kansas, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, Minnesota, South Dakota, and Kentucky. Well, I just feel really badly for, for these people who are relying upon their well water. And that may even affect... Uh, the treatment of uh, water systems in cities as well. I didn't mention that, but that's really a serious problem. Awful. All right, on to the science department. Get this. Microsoft is using manufactured DNA-based data storage. DNA-based data storage. Why and how? Well, existing data storage methods can't keep us can't keep up with the amount of the data that we need to store. Can you imagine that? So Microsoft is creating a fully automated data-to-DNA storage system as their solution. Now, Microsoft tells us that we are producing so much data, we're going to reach a point where there's no more data storage. And to solve this soon impending problem, Microsoft is turning to DNA. Now, in 2018... The world created 33 zettabytes of data, but by 2025, that will have grown to 175 zettabytes. Now, hard drives, even though they continue to grow in capacity, even if they do manage to keep up with the demand, experts tell us that these require a lot of physical storage space and cooling uses more environmental uh, uh, requirements, and it means that data centers will also need to expand and take up more land and space. But DNA, on the other hand, can store data in a space that's orders of magnitude smaller than data centers. They say we need to find out how to automate the data to DNA process and to do that cheaply. Well, a team of researchers at Microsoft is working with the University of Washington, and they believe they have taken the first step towards doing just that. They've run a test which has successfully demonstrated the first fully automated system to store and retrieve data in manufactured DNA. And Boy, boy. <laughs> artificial intelligence-driven cars, artificial intelligence-driven airplanes, trains, so on and so forth. Well, apparently uh, people are rethinking this. Two deadly crashes involving Boeing's newest airplane in less than six months creates unforeseen jeopardy for new technologies actively being pushed by the world's top tech firms. All of the Boeing 737 MAX 8 planes operated by global carriers were grounded earlier this month after an Ethiopian Airlines aircraft crashed shortly after takeoff. It took a steep nose dive. I'm sure you've all heard about that. Well, this fatal accident claimed 157 lives, and that followed a similar crash in Indonesia, which killed 189 people in October. Well, the two crashes have something in common. 
The crews of both aircraft struggled with the MAX-8 autopilot system, which pointed the nose of the airplane down before the crash. Now, the implications of these automated features are much wider than aviation itself. Um, according to an independent uh, aerospace industry analyst, he says, quote, this incident shows the limitations of artificial intelligence, and it could convince Elon Musk and Tesla to slow down efforts to push it down uh, to push self-driving cars on the public. He emphasized that the latest crashes occurred due to, uh, due to software problems, not mechanical issues. The crashes occurred because of computer problems, not mechanical ones. Now, they recalled Boeing's flagship planes, and they're uh, issuing lawsuits over that. Uh, they say that it has dropped the value of Boeing in the stock market, and you know it's a problem for them. But a key expert at the financial center in Moscow has said, quote, I think if this scandal is not extinguished, it will trigger deep concerns over the entire sector of the artificial intelligence community and its credibility. He suggested well, yeah. <laughs> that the compelling desire of tech giants to rid themselves of the need for human labor and those attending, those attending salaries. They don't want to pay anybody. Uh, this motivation, profit-driven motivation, has obscured safety research and even common sense. They say that this hasty motive and profit-driven motive may shatter confidence in the maturity of artificial intelligence and its development. He goes on to say that Americans should know this because when they landed on the moon, the computers failed, so they had to land manually. Imagine if the computers were controlled by the same system that is controlling the Boeing 737 MAX 8. They, the astronauts, would have, cra would have crash-landed on the moon. So maybe now, maybe somebody's paying attention, and maybe now somebody is recognizing the profit-driven motivations and the recklessness which with many of these technologies are being advanced and promoted. Let's all be advised. I, uh, I can put yeah. in my two cents. I think I think we should work yeah. on developing real intelligence before we start branching out to <laughs> false artificial intelligence. Let's get the real that thing is, perfected first. I, that is quotable. I tell you, that is brilliant. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> Let us begin to develop real intelligence before we try to perfect. That's that's perfect, Ariel. Yeah. Well, that's just about it. That's about it. Um, and speaking of DNA, Harvard scientists have discovered a DNA switch that could lead to human limb regrowth. Yep, a team of scientists at Harvard University have discovered the master gene that enables animals such as lizards, geckos, and jellyfish the ability to regrow large appendages of their bodies, such as limbs and tails, if not their entire body. And they're hoping that this discovery could be a crucial step to humans one day being able to regenerate their lost limbs. The team released their study in Science Journal this week, and in that article, they revealed the DNA switches that animals have used to control their genes and regenerate parts of their bodies. Now, this has been a mystery up until now. They've just discovered what they think is the DNA factor that creates that uh, miraculous ability to regrow limbs. It's mind-boggling. More DNA, guys. I'm not done about DNA. <laughs> <laughs> there has been a scientist who has created programmable 
self-assembling DNA. Uh, computer scientists at the University of California, Davis, and the California Institute of Technology have created DNA molecules that can self-assemble into patterns essentially by running their own program. This has just been published in the journal Nature. They say that the ultimate goal is to use computation to grow structures and enable more sophisticated molecular engineering. Their system is analogous to a computer, but instead of using transistors and diodes, it used molecules to represent a six-bit binary, binary number. Uh, maybe, for example, I don't know, 01101. Now, now, this team developed a variety of algorithms that can be computed by the molecules. Wow. They say we were surprised by the versatility of algorithms we were able to design, despite being limited to six-bit inputs. They were able to design and run 21 algorithms over the course of the experiments, demonstrating the potential of molecules to compute their input. Well, that's a head-scratcher. Um, yeah. complex, complex article for tonight's news. If you want to read more, um, read about programmable self-assembling DNA out of UC Davis. All right, our last article for tonight. Interesting, thought-provoking. What do you think? Um, Hilton Hotels is being proactive when it comes to soap. Yeah, soap which may seem like an odd thing to focus on after talking about hurricanes, cyclones, floods, and DNA, but think about all those used only a few times bars of guest soap that is left behind in hotel rooms. In fact, 2 million partially used bars of soap are thrown away every day in the U.S., according to the World Health Organization. 2 million every day. Now, this is all sent to the landfill, while people across the globe are in need of soap for basic sanitation. Uh, the World Health Organization says that hand washing with soap could save the lives of millions of children. So, Hilton has announced that it will begin gathering the sudsy slivers from guest rooms and recycle them into one million shiny new bars of soap by October 15th, which is Global Hand Washing Day. This process involves crushing, sanitizing, and cutting the soap into new bars. I wonder how you sanitize soap. Anyway, they say, <laughs> this new initiative is partnership with Clean the World, it's a program, with whom the company has already worked on similar projects. Hilton's recycling program has enabled the Clean the World to distribute 7.6 million bars of recycled soap over the past decade, keeping 2 million pounds of soap and bottles out of landfills. So this program isn't new, but the global hand-washing day uh, hook is notable. According to the company, they plan to expand the existing soap recycling program to all hotels and send zero soap to landfill by 2030. All right. Uh, interesting, huh? Hey, yeah. You know, in the old days, way back when, people that were, you know, thrifty, uh, I grew up around thrifty people, they would save uh, soap slivers, put them in a jar, put them in a pot, melt them down, reshape them, and reuse them. I think that's probably left over from the Depression era of people being mindful about waste. 
But anyway, it's been done in homes before. People have recycled their own soap. Uh, but that's their soap, mind you, not, not other people's <laughs> <Yeah>. soap. <laughs> I would be interested to know about the sanitation method. Anyway, uh, moving on. Here is something wonderful, guys. Just think about this, would you? Buddha said, if we could see the miracle of a single flower clearly, our whole life would change. And in that vein, I I issue a little challenge. The daffodils are coming up, the tulips, uh, you know, the beautiful spring flowers of different kinds. Take a moment, maybe many moments, to be with a tulip or a daffodil. Sit with it as long as you need to sit with it. Hold it into the sunshine. Contemplate the force of life, the innocence, the purity, the perfection, the absolute magnificence of that one blossom. And if you do that, I happen to think like Buddha that maybe your whole life will change. It is a wonderful thing to just slow down, not just smell the roses, but really take it in, really feel the energy and think about it and wonder about it and appreciate it. When we do these things, it opens up all of our spiritual channels to receiving more light, more insight. It puts us in touch with our authentic selves at the core of our being. And it's energy like that that's around us all the time that is showing us and guiding us on how to change this world and to make it well again. And from my heart to each one of you, have a beautiful week, everybody. And thank you so much, Ariel. Oh, thank you, Anastasia, uh, for the Starseed News. There's some, really, some like some really mind-boggling stuff, and some, you know, I mean, this this is the time to really appreciate the spring and the flowers and the returning of that emergent new cycle of life. So, oh, let it yeah. be like that for everyone. Oh, yes, absolutely. And don't ignore it, guys. You know, Don't get in your car and drive around and get busy and just ignore the spring. You know, a lot of people, spring comes and goes, and they never even notice it. And really, nature has the answers that we need if we will just pay attention. And the products of nature is subject of our guest tonight. You know, there is so much in this world that offers us answers to our solutions if we will just return to nature and just return to, actually, the love of each other, as hard as that is. But, you know, when you slow down and you watch life around you, it does make you more loving, don't you think, Ariel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. And right. it is a so, perfect perfect segue <laughs> for, yes, um, for Trin and Jean. Indeed. Okay. Blessings to all, and we'll catch you next week. Okay. Thanks so much for the Starseed News, Anastasia. Bye-bye. Okay, well, I am going to get our guest's microphones open in just a minute here. Okay, well, Trin and Jean, welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. We're happy to have you with us. Thank you, Ariel. It's nice to be with you again. This is Trin. I, I can tell. I recognize you. your voice. Nice to you guys, too. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be able to distinguish our voices very easily with a Cuban and an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Definitely, definitely. 
Well, you know, we have we've had you, Trin, on the show before, and um, you're quite um, knowledgeable and very involved in a in a market that's just exploding. I mean, you just see you're just starting to see it a lot of places. But what you're doing is different. So why don't you just start off by you know telling us what your um, what your vision is and um, what for the and especially for the you know where you see it going. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was on the radio show last year and we talked about my healing journey and using CBD to uh, get off a bunch of medications and to get off disability and back to work. You know, CBD was really kind of the crowning jewel of my my healing experience. It helped me to get the inflammation out of my body, which allowed my body to heal. You know, a lot of things that I didn't think would be able to be healed uh, for the rest of my life. So it gave me a real belief in, you know, the power of this flower. You know, I love that quote that you that you said by Buddha. It's really so true. Um, you know, I guess for me it's it's very true in the sense that from that single flower, that, that hemp flower, it's changed my life. And it's definitely been a miracle, and it's been a wonderful experience to see how that same plant or flower has gone and changed other people's lives around us. Um, and so that has led over the last two years that that journey has been kind of going on to um, meeting a family that owns a facility where I live uh, in Washington, right near the Canadian border. Um, they're involved in the legal marijuana market here when it first started recreationally. And b- the business just didn't work out. It's a really hard market to um, to make a living in. And the they closed the facility down and it had basically been sitting there for about a year and not really anyone interested in coming to to use it and so we were well i was offered for um the opportunity to be able to use it for a few months and see if we can start making some products that we can sell and you know get on track to purchasing the building and over the past few months that's all come together and we actually signed the paperwork tomorrow but we've been in there training our extractors and getting our processes down what we actually do is we take the raw plant material that we source from hemp farms throughout the united states organically grown um now uh, i know you mentioned pesticides earlier and the floods that were happening and we don't use any pesticides in any of the flower material that we use we really strongly feel that it should be the the plant in its natural state with no chemicals added to it. But we take those, that plant material and we then process it through either a CO2 extraction machine or through what's called a cold ethanol extraction or cold alcohol extraction. And we separate the cannabinoids from the plant matter. And then we refine it back through a, about eight, eight different steps, um, lab processes that will take it from being the plant material into an oil or concentrate and from there, we then remove the unwanted parts of the plant, like the cellular matter, um, the waxes and the lipids that can be in it. And we end up with a refined oil that contains just the cannabinoids and the, the terpenes, um, which also have their own healing ability. And terpenes, for those who don't know, are basically essential oils. They're the components of the hemp and also the marijuana plant that make it different from other strains. Uh, different terpene profiles will give it a different smell and a different taste. And so we extract those terpenes as well and we set them aside. And from that process, we can go one of two ways. We can either uh, formulate it into our products or we can take it one step further and turn the CBD distillate into what's called CBD isolate, 
which is basically a 99.9% pure CBD extract, uh, which can also be used for formulating products. So the lab is, um, is attached to a facility that's 16,000 square feet. It's on 3.3 uh, acres of land. It's actually on a road that's called Peace Portal Drive. So we're I love that. Building. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. It says uh, the you know the address is three two one zero Peace Portal Drive. So it's kind of like three two one zero. Let's go. And um, the block of land that's attached to the building that's part of the deal. It's actually the, the number of the land is three three three. That's the street number. So <laughs> there's lots of synchronicity since we've been uh, since we've been getting familiar with the facility and getting things running. Uh, just this last week we turned what we thought would be about a three-month process to take CBD from the plant to the distillate and then turn it into the isolate. It's kind of a, uh, it's a difficult chemical process to do, and yeah, our consultant hadn't done it before, but he, uh, he, he, he nailed it, and our guys, they got it right the first time, so we're really excited to be able to start making that immediately without having to have a whole lot of research and development time. Well, that's uh, you're already that, ahead of the game with your education on this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's other cannabinoids other than CBD that are not, that don't get you high, that have some really, really pretty, pretty potent healing abilities. So to be able to isolate those and then formulate those into products with not only the CBD but other plant medicines and, and healing things, um, that's really our goal and to just – help as many people as we can with their conditions and their ailments, whatever it is that they're dealing with. If there's a way that they can treat it and get off heavy medications or pharmaceuticals, then we want to find out what that is and, and offer it to the masses. Well, that's great. And yeah. that's actually what you went through that yourself personally. Um, you yeah. just briefly mentioned that you had, you know, an injury, but go into a little more detail because, there are probably a lot of people listening who didn't hear your story the last time you were on um, sure. about um, your challenges with that um, accident. Yeah, uh, I, heard, I basically had my leg broken um, in February of 2012. At the time, I owned a security company in, in uh, Virginia and dealt with a foreign wall family. We protected them. We were their bodyguards. Long story short, I broke my leg snapped it at the ankle and um, ended up in hospital in an external fixator and having to have a few surgeries. Almost lost my leg at one point. The damage was so bad. They didn't think that if I had the hardware put in there to keep it together, that it would stay together because of my size. I was about 300 pounds at the time. And so, you know, we, we stuck with it and asked them to put the hardware in. But then after, over the course of the next two years, uh, the hardware started to break down a lot sooner than it should have and it was plated in nickel, and I was actually um, allergic to nickel, and it caused all kinds of problems in my lymphatic system. And I got sicker and sicker and sicker, and they put me on more and more antibiotics. I think over the course of three years, I was on 11 different types of antibiotics, and some of them yeah. on multiple occasions. So my body was just, you know, it wasn't responding at all to the antibiotics. I was getting worse. Inflammation was setting in all over the place. I could... You know, sometimes not even get out of the house without having a salt bath just to kind of loosen things up. And I was in a pretty pretty depressed state um, on full disability. They were just pumping me full of painkillers and other medications to try to stabilize different effects from the last medication they put me on. And it was just like a revolving door in and out of doctor's offices. Um, yeah. And I got to the point where I just didn't want to live like that anymore. And I started 
thinking outside of the book box and looking for other alternative ways to, you know, bring balance back to my body and get off these medications. And, you know, I did more than just finding CBD and things like diet and lifestyle changes and some energy work and other things definitely came into play to help me on my healing journey. But CBD was really the, the tangible thing that I was able to take every day, three times a day for about six months. I did that. And that drove the inflammation out of my body to the point where good health and nutrition and exercise started giving me my, my life back. I was able to move around more freely. The pain went away. I started having the medications and then I started taking myself off the medications. And, you know, I was, I was on blood pressure medication for about 10 years and I even was able to come off that using CBD uh, after six months. And I don't take that anymore. So for me, it was, it was, a uh, a way for me to give my body a chance to rebalance and recalibrate and to push all of those nasty toxins and heavy metals and things out of my system that were kind of keeping me besieged and always feeling glum and down and never really having much energy. And so from there, I was able to come off disability and get back to work. Um, I linked with a good friend of mine that I grew up with in Australia um, from 20 years ago who owns a CBD company and we've done a lot of work with them. Uh, so we distributed for him for a long time on the West Coast, his products, and I really got to learn a lot about the industry and how things work. And um, now that we're working you know, out on our own and making our own products, we work with another company here in, in Bellingham where we're located uh, that is called Myriad Wellness. And we, we're going to be producing the oil that they use in their products and helping them to develop their products. And so we've worked with multiple CBD companies, um, you know, trying to figure out where the market is and where we can really help and make a difference. Um, and I, I feel like what we are able to do now in processing our material, we can offer a, a price and make it available to people that really don't have the money to be able to pay for three or six months worth of, of an expensive product. Um, you know, which is why we're going to start our charity, um, which I think we're going to talk about in the show as well. Mm-hmm. But that journey led me to wanting to just share this this experience that I've had with CBD, the miracle of the plant, and and put it in front of other people and educate them and let them make the decision whether they want to take this 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 plant medicine and and use it and try to balance out the unhealthy parts of their lives and deal with whatever it is that they have health wise that they're seeing doctors for or that's a constant problem for them. So. Um... Is there a difference between uh, in licensing between hemp compared to THC? Yeah, there sure is. Um, THC is uh, regulated within the states, um, which hemp is in some states as well. The hemp laws have just changed to allow hemp hemp farming pretty much in the whole country. Um, in Washington State, they're a forward-thinking state. They they like to be friendly towards you know marijuana and hemp. Uh, but in our state, we have a liquor and liquor and marijuana control board, basically, that manages the licensing for marijuana, and for hemp, it's run by the agricultural department for Washington State. So we are we are now dealing with them to um, facilitate the license for our processing of hemp. We have a weird window of about three months uh, where we're going to be basically running the facility and researching and developing our products and tightening up all of our processes uh, because the laws are going to change again in this state. And we're thinking it's looking like they're probably going to marry the licensing for processing 
for hemp and cannabis to allow the processing and budget in one facility. And if that happens, that what that does is it allows a greater amount of strains to come in there for terpenes to be extracted from, um, and also a, a greater range of cannabinoids that can be available. So it's interesting where the market is right now. Uh, it seems to be always changing, but we've taken on this this undertaking, just trusting that the universe is going to make things uh, make things possible for us to do all the things that we're we're planning to do. Well, this is this is just wonderful news, um, and I know as I was as I was reading um, through some materials that you sent me, um, you're taking this beyond just um, a business. You're adding the charity aspect to it, and uh, I don't know of anybody else that's, that came up with that idea. So you could have a unique position. So why don't you explain a little bit more about how how what the, the charity side of this? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, I'm a security company, I, I employed a lot of veterans. Uh, most of them had served in the military, you know, more than 20 or 30 guys, got to know them really well in their families. And, you know, I saw firsthand the struggles they come back with. They deal with a lot of, um, they deal with a lot of emotional issues and, you know, things that they've done when they're in the military that it's hard to come back and just move on with your life. So that, you know, obviously can cause PTSD and other problems. Um, and being that I was born on a military base, both of my parents were in the Air Force when I was born. Um, you know, I want to give back to the guys who fight for our freedom and protect us and help them out where it seems like the the ball's kind of being dropped by Veteran Affairs with what they're offering them to to deal with these kind of things and the suicide rates just through the roof. So we decided to call the charity uh, Veterans Ascending, our own version of the VA, and we'll be basically... Uh, committing 10% of all the oil that we produce and donating that directly to veterans and to their families at no cost to them with support for them and their families to get the dosing right and to navigate using CBD with other medications and make sure that they're doing it uh, in the correct the correct manner and have uh, the ability to have their questions answered immediately when needed. Um, and we'll also be planning to take 10% of the profits that we make from making the CBD isolate, which is really the profitable part of the, the whole CBD industry, and we'll be using that money to build healing retreats where we'll offer the veterans to come and do a dosing schedule on the CBD for an extended period of time, for depending on what their issues are. And while they're there, as they're able to start getting active again, depending on their, their ability to move around, um, they can work on the property and kind of give back for for, you know, the CBD that they've received and the healing that they found. And we feel like that will be a good way to get some of these guys, you know, out of their houses, living on their pensions and working and doing something positive and giving back and helping people. Because I know for myself, dealing with PTSD and, and things that come from being in that field of work, uh, one of the greatest ways to counter those, those energies and those emotions is to just help other people. When you get outside of yourself, you really forget about your own problems. And so we want to give that opportunity to veterans and also offer them work in the hemp farms that we're partnering with and we'll be providing their genetics to grow the hemp that will then be processing our facility. And we, we just, uh, we're planning on creating ourselves a, a foundation to build on with a model of not only the processing and the, the business strategy side, but also the charity side. And we'll have to take that model into other states with like-minded people that have 
you know, large portions of land that's agricultural or they're not sure what to grow on, we'll, we'll stick some hemp in there. We'll partner with you. We'll offer you know, to bring labor in there from our veterans that we're helping through our charity. And um, when everything ties in together, I think that we'll have a very strong and powerful voice in the CBD and the hemp industry in general. And what more powerful voice do we have than our veterans? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, um, Jean, you had dropped off uh, um, somehow. You got cut off of the switchboard, and I see that you're back now. So I just want you to know that I opened your mic again so that you can you can be heard if, if you want to um, uh, contribute here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm just listening to all the great words from uh, from Trent. You know, it, it, I have to agree with him on – on, on every single topic, you know, especially from my experience from, from being a, a retired veteran, you know, um, they, they retired me at a very young age. I was 35 years old and, and it, you know, it's because of the, the PTSD and, uh, you know, the CBD really helped out a, a, a lot. It definitely changed me about like six years ago. I, I was in a wheelchair and, and, uh, my life was just definitely falling apart. And, um, a friend came and, um, uh, he, he decided to give me some natural medicine, and I said, "What was this?" And um, he said, "This is a CBD. It comes from uh, um, hemp." And um, I, I smoked a little bit, and um, you know, I, I felt very different than taking all the, the synthetic uh, pharmaceuticals. So um, I just winged myself off the pharmaceuticals and just went to a natural path. And uh, within three months, I was already, you know changing my ambition towards life and I was able to with time about a year and a half to, to get out of the wheelchair and just get back walking again. Wow. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Gosh. So, yeah. John Randall and I so, actually uh we met um not too long ago but you know the last time that I spoke to Lavendar she told me that the star seeds are just gonna be coming out of the woodwork. And it's really kinda of felt like that since this uh this whole project got started, but my my girlfriend and I, Karina, we we met John Randall at a Christmas party for a, a company here in Washington that we've helped develop some products and packaging and doing some sales for them. Um, and Karina actually met John Randall. They were um, hanging out, and I was talking business. And I turned around and thought, "Geez, this guy's the first guy I've seen in a while that's bigger than me." Well, John Randall's a pretty big guy, like I am. And he hit it off with my with my girlfriend, and they started talking. And uh, he just on the spot invited us to come out to his house, which is about four hours away uh, in Yakima, and visit him and have some Cuban food. And I'd never had Cuban food before. And I thought, you know what? I bet he's a really good cook. And my girlfriend really liked him, and I liked him, and we thought we'll go out and visit. So we went out there for dinner, and on the first night, we just kind of shared stories about CBD, which I don't think we'd done up until that point. And we talked about um, the facility and about CBD in general and about helping other people and veterans. And uh, I offered him to come up to the facility and check it out. And he said, what are you talking about? I'm going to start looking for a house tomorrow. And so his girlfriend <laughs> and him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how really it happened. How it happened. <laughs> and so he's, uh, he's planning on moving up here and has been looking at places. And he's been in the facility training with the other extractors and Helping to develop different product lines, um, but it's been a real, uh, a real pleasure to to meet him and for all of his help and support and helping us to get going. 
You know, well, I'm sure there are a lot of like-minded people. But let me ask you, um, are you it, it sounded to me like you're also um, um, producing the, the products that would be sold to other CBD companies to put into uh, that they don't necessarily do it themselves in a lab so they can, um, it's kind of yeah. like a wholesale thing, and, and you also yeah. going to sell retail? Uh, we're we're going to concentrate on wholesale. We're thinking big picture. Um, right now, once we're compliant, we have our processing license um, activated and approved in there. We have contracts to to um, provide 2,000 kilos of isolate a month, which is 2,000 kilos of isolate a month will take about 200,000 pounds of hemp processed. So it's a lot of processing per month. Um, that's going to take up most of our time. Well, um, it, you have I, more. I sorry, mean, I th- this way, you're benefiting all of the other retail CBD companies yeah, exactly because right. the quality of what you're doing was also going to prove their quality. Yeah, and we'll be offering our own line. We'll have our own line that we'll develop and, and we'll we'll offer. But um, you know what we really want to do is what I was really my target of this whole this whole plan was to get the price down for us and being able to control it from seed to processing and then to, you know, the person that it's being given to, um, that brings the price way down for us to be able to provide it to people who need it, that can't afford it at a discounted price and also through the charity for free. So we will be offering to people that have serious health conditions um, directly from the lab to be able to, to be able to uh, buy it at a, at a cheaper price and to buy one bottle that's enough milligrams for somebody to use for an entire three month or six month dosing schedule and that will cut out uh you know the middleman and save them a lot of money and they being able to buy direct well and you know and that's really a great way to pay it forward because you both have had um miraculous recoveries um using yeah. cbd now um let me ask you this if um if, if people that that don't want to get high they just want the health benefits can they still take sure. CBD and, and have a clean drug test? Absolutely. Yeah, C- the CBD that we're processing, in order for us to release it for sale or for putting into products, it has to have less than 0.3% of THC in there. To give you some idea of what that means, you would have to drink about a gallon of the CBD pure oil um, for the THC to show up on any, any kind of drug tests. And you're taking maybe one or two mils of this. So a gallon is really, uh, you know, a whole lot of, a whole lot of product that you would have to consume <laughs> yeah. for it to become a problem. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, well, so is... we have people that are flight, that are pilots, you know, that have strict, um, strict conditions that are teachers, um, that are in government jobs. Um, you know, this has obviously been a question that we've had a lot and, one of the big things in working with companies to distribute their products has been making sure that it's below that threshold because I don't want to give my word to somebody that they're not going to have a, a, a positive urine test without knowing for sure that that's not going to be positive. But I can tell you that we make sure through testing of every batch that there is no more THC than, than the allowed amount, and that does not show up on a, on a drug test. Uh, what about the, the, the metabolites that... Um, the body produces to um, to break it down. Is it this? Are they different? Are those trackable? 
No, no. THC is the only trackable cannabinoid that they look for. Um, there are other cannabinoids that are cheap that are the building blocks for THC um, that can be in the CBD full spectrum oil, like CBG. Uh, but those are not there. They don't show up on tests and they don't test for them. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So CBD, yeah. um, it, it, you can't you can't get addicted to it. No, you can't. No. CBD. I suppose you uh, could you get know, it, you me, could get addicted to to, uh, to to feeling healthy. Absolutely, <laughs> you get addicted to the wellness that goes with it. That's what I was about to say. Um, you know, I yeah. I took it for a long time and didn't miss a dose, and I've got to the point now where I can take just maybe one dose a day, um, and I'm fine. I don't have to. And I don't need that dose to get through that. I take it like like we just said for wellness and for preventative health to keep myself right. healthy. But it's not something that you're in, enslaved into for the rest of your life at all. For for myself, right. um, I, I like to consume the, the CBD through the day because then I'm able to get all that feel good out of the cannabinoids and calm me down, and um, it's able to allow my thoughts just to come just flow through. And uh, at the end of the night, you know, before I go to sleep, then I'll take, you know, something more heavier so I can go to sleep. It's also a great way to suppress hunger, too, because, you know, after you take one dose, you you definitely don't get hungry. You have a lot of energy. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, I've had had some some really good um, testimonials myself um, dealing with migraines. And, uh, I mean, I was... 20 years of my life, that was just something I had to live with um, until until I found out about CBD. I started using that, and the migraines have ended. So, oh, that's um, awesome. That, yeah, that can't be a coincidence. And let me ask you, Trin, um, you have a, a real, uh, say, proprietary, a unique blend of, of cream, like ointment, I think you call it the Jampa. Yeah, Jampa cream. That's right. Jampa cream. Um, yeah. That that is, it, it's like a miracle in a jar. And uh, yeah, um, that. Yes, it is. That uh, <laughs> that I made to help you know with the pain in my leg when I decided to come off the morphine pain pills. Um, I just needed something that would take that edge off, and I la- lathered my body in that for about uh, four or five months. I made about a gallon of it. Um, the first time and you know it worked pretty well but over the batches I've probably made more than 200 batches now um, you know I refined the, the process and added and taken away and changed the amounts of different ingredients to get the get the consistency and, and the effect right um, but anything that's inflammation related um, for like dense scar tissue that hasn't broken down yet around old injuries any kind of niggling fascia problems or imbalances, the cream is is well equipped to help bring those back to balance and to deal with whatever the whatever the cause of the inflammation is from the outside, which is often really helpful when you're dealing with serious conditions to uh, attack it from the inside by consuming the the CBD and also by using the topicals on the outside so that your cannabinoid those cannabinoids are getting into your system from both sides. And that's really the approach right. that I took and was very effective for me, especially after having so many surgeries and so much damage to my skin and to my bones. Yeah, well, um, I, I'd like to tell you just a, a quick story um, because I had I had some of your Jampa cream um, that you had brought right. you know, to, to the to the Starseed Quest. 
and um, I was talking to my brother who lives in Maryland, and he said that he was going to have to go and have some procedure done for some skin cancers on his face. And and I was like, wait a minute. I overnighted that cream to him, and I said, try this first. Um, uh, his situation is a little more complicated because he's had a, a double lung transplant, so he's on a lot of oh, wow. uh, a, a lot of pharmaceuticals for um, anti rejection. But he put this this cream on his on his spots on his face, and um, he called me up one night. Kind of scared me. Called me up almost midnight. I was like, uh oh. Nobody calls me that late, but he's getting ready for bed, and he just like he was in shock because he looked in the mirror, and it and they were almost completely gone, and and he's like, I can't believe I can't believe that more people don't know about this. So um, yeah, he was very impressed, and you know we're, we're you know if you just have sore muscles, you know muscle tension, boy, it's just it it works really really well. And uh, yeah, no, yeah, and you keep that, improving it. <laughs> I've got I've yeah. got three different um, three different versions, and each one is better than the last one. So I, oh, I agree with you that you. Comes out. Oh, wait till the <laughs> next one comes out. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I got some old remedies from from, from some Afro or Caribbean uh, medicine man. That's just gonna t- take it to another level. Oh yeah, wow, this is this is gonna be exciting. You know, John Randall has roots in South Central America, and he's also uh, very much a shaman like I am, and we're both committed to finding different plant medicines that we can add to the equation with our products to make them more healing. And we're always searching and always looking for new things, so if anybody has anything they think would be a, a benefit, we would love to hear about it. Yeah, well, I think what, I mean, you're taking this to a completely higher level um, with having, you know, retreats and places where people can go and and get what they, you know, the healing that they need. And uh, I think I've, I've even read about, you know, people that people that can't afford, you know, homeless people, um, you know, Absolutely. veterans that are disabled. Um, and it was just such a beautiful yeah. thing that you, that you wrote um, in really paying you know, it you, forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we, it's, uh, it's something that I read once about what um, what Jesus said to some of the people that were talking to him about who he was hanging out with. And he said, you know, the whole have no need of a physician. And I really believe that. You know, we can make CBD products and sell them to the people that can afford them. But at the end of the day, the people that really need it the most are the people that have nothing and no access to it. And so without providing it to them, you know, how can we really help everybody we can and so you know our plan is once we have these healing retreats to reach out to charities that work with people that live on the streets and figure out some kind of safe program where we can offer them to come out there and take part in the healing as well and in exchange for them working on the property and tending to the hemp crops and whatever else needs to be done that's the plan i'm not sure how it will work out you know out out until we actually do it but that's definitely that's definitely something that we're we're planning on doing well, you have the concept and the vision, and you hold your 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 light. I mean, your star seed, and I'm sure Jean is too. Um, you hold your light at a certain frequency, and other star seeds are going to like like homing pigeons. They're going to find their way there, and, yeah, and certainly, you know, you know that's right. when you help 
when you help someone to rehabilitate their life, then and then they can turn around and be of service to others. I mean, what a beautiful process. Yeah, and you know, it's it's really true. We went down to Oregon to source the hemp from some farms down there, and I went toured some places and looked at some different material and saw the growing methods and. You know, just really, I wanted to feel the energy of the farmers who were growing this stuff and see what they're all about. And, and while I was down there, I met a insurance broker to get insurance sorted out for a new building. And he and I hit it off. I felt like I was talking to a version of myself maybe five or ten years in the future. He kept on uh-huh. saying all these things, even mentioning star seeds and other planets and hemp coming from the stars and all the rest of it. But we hit it off to the point where um, after meeting him one time, I came home. And I got a text message the next day with a message um, with one of the farmers, one of the guys that owns land out there, saying, this is Trin, the healer, and another partner of his. We want to put $200,000 into the 15 acres of land that you have on Mount Shasta and start growing hemp there, and Trin will process it and sell it, and we want to give a bunch away to veterans. And he wrote back and said, yep, bring him up. We'll get some paperwork together and make it happen. So things are just really falling into place for these healing retreats. I think there's a bunch of people out there that have been holding land that they haven't known what to do with, and hemp's a really easy crop to maintain. It's a profitable crop, and the scope of people that are able to be helped by growing it is is pretty immense, especially when you're using the people that are being helped by the product to do the work on the farm. So I think that that that, uh, part of the company will probably take off in all directions. There's a lot of people that are like-minded and want to see want to see alternative ways of healing come for these people that really have limited hope. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, the, there are such a, a, a dense concentration of star seeds in the western part of, you know, the country. Um, oh, there sure is. Yeah, I mean, we have star seeds all over the world, of course, but um, there's just a lot <laughs> in the western part of the country. And uh, so I'm sure that you'll have... You'll, you'll have people like Lavendar said coming out of the woodwork to want to be a part of this. Yep. So um, four of the people who are, are going to be a part of it, we're going out to the, the land at Mount Shasta, and we're going to do a little ceremony on there and, and get ready to start building that retreat. One of my partners actually is just just about to finish building our first one, which is in Joshua Tree in uh, California, and he's working on getting a license with the state for shamans to be able to do some ceremonies out there. So we're 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 fully in the works with this. Well, that's just wonderful. Um, I my my brother, when we were talking about CBD, um, told me a story that I don't know if you have heard about, but the reason that um, hemp and marijuana were um, banned, I mean, they were illegalized. Yeah. Do you know that story, uh, how that all started? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty crazy story. It's, you know, it's basically oil or, or hemp, and we went with oil. Hemp could have provided us with the fuel, the housing, the clothing, the medicine that would have saved us a lot of money <laughs> in the long run. It's right. sad that it's taken this long for us to figure it out, but, yeah. Yeah, well, it, I mean, story. it's 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 coming, but um, there was a, a huge um, newspaper mogul um, back in the day, I don't, you know, early part of the 20th century, um, named Hearst. Uh, I think it was Randolph Hearst, actually. And he was growing, um, he had timber, and he would use the trees to make the paper for his newspapers. And the hemp farmers 
hemp was competing because you could make paper from hemp. And right. um yep. and so he was the one who single handedly funded the 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 campaign about um this stuff is dangerous, you know, it has to be illegal and he actually uh, paid for the movie um the called Reefer Madness that came out like in the forties or fifties. And, oh, wow. yeah, and yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, and, and so that was this one man protecting his lumber industry because he didn't want the hemp farmers to cut into um, you know, his his market. So he, That's he horrible. campaigned he campaigned and lobbied in Washington to make hemp and marijuana illegal to protect wow. his his own paper industry because they were competing. And so it was mm. all it all came out of greed, just like JP Morgan who um, yep. who who destroyed Tesla's work because Tesla was yep. going to offer free energy and J.P. Morgan was right. making money off electricity. <clears throat> well, so, those those guys know. had their time. It's it's now the time for the you know the, obviously the energy on the planet's raising and I firmly believe that the people that have the the best intentions for humanity and for helping turn things around for not only our country but for the world that the universe is going to bless them with the energy and the people and and everything they need to bring that vision forward and I hope we're part of that and that's definitely what what we're uh what we're ascribing to. We want to help people rather than just profiteer and do what's best for our own pockets. Right. Well I mean that's a sign of the changing times because sure people that are completely profit driven um yeah. they're 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 um they're being uh, outed, I guess is the word. Absolutely. Um, and and people people are gravitating towards getting back to na- natural things and you know organic foods. I mean they're they're right. everywhere now. They're even in Walmart. So it's just a sign yeah, of the changing absolutely. times where people are wanting more natural things, especially with health. Um, yeah. And that's so your timing is is right on. And and I know that yeah. a lot of people are going to step up to help you both and um, join in with you know, with the vision. Yeah. And will you? I mean, will you have a, a website? We will eventually. Um, you know, we got a three month process right now where we're researching and developing everything and um, really dialing in our processes. And once we get to that three month that three month point, we'll uh, we'll start to you know list our products that we offer and our pricing and our quantity minimums and all the rest of it mm-hmm. and have a website for companies that want to process their material and also for wholesalers that want us to make their product lines. Um, but yeah, that's we're about three months out on that right now. We're just going to start producing our products and make sure that we've got all our processes down and everything's healthy and get a whole range of testing done to make sure that we are not only compliant, but also as healthy as possible. And at the end of that right. three months, we'll be launching our product lines. Now, if there's someone listening that um, wanted to participate or um, get a hold of you, how can how can people contact you? Sure, my uh, my email address is the name of our company, which is Ascension Concepts three 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 the numbers at gmail dot com, and Ascension spelled A S C E N S I O N Concepts C O N C E P T S Three 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 at gmail dot com. Okay, well that is wonderful, and, and I, we also I think have it, a, 
Oh, Go ahead. So I was, I was just going to say that we have uh, our company that we we make the the oil from that we'll be using in their products uh, called Myriad Wellness. They're based here where we're located uh, in Blaine, Washington. Um, they have offered 30% off of their retail price for all of the Starseed listeners on any of their products. And I think that we gave you their website if it's not listed. Uh, the website is Myriad, M-Y-R-I-A-D, Wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, dot com. They can check Myriad out com. So um, <laughs> they are um, affiliated, associated, or somehow um, willing to offer Starseeds a 30% discount off of their retail products, which you don't really have available right now. I do. Yeah, they can email me at that email address with whatever products they want, and I'll be able to invoice them directly and ship the products out. So we can, we can facilitate that, no problem. We hold a bunch of their oh, products cool. in stock. Yeah. So if if um if somebody because we have we have distributed a lot of that Jonfa cream and uh, sure I mean have. people love it. So if, if if they needed to get some more, they would just um either email you at ascensionconcepts three 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 at gmail dot com or um connect with you or through Myriad. Them, yeah, they can just they can see the products on the Myriad Wellness website, but they can email me at that email address directly. Uh, or they can also email the address. Let me just pull it up real quick. It is myriadcbd at gmail.com. Okay. Myriadcbd at gmail is their contact yeah. um, information. So uh, if someone did want to get some more cream, um, it's still available even while you are starting this new thing. Absolutely. The cream we make ourselves, and that's always available. Um, we have a four-ounce container uh, that has 400 milligrams of CBD and about 20 different essential oils and terpenes in there. And we use a uh, organic hemp lotion base. Everything in there is organic. Um, those are, are $20, and the larger ones are $40. The larger ones are 8-ounce, and they have three times as much CBD in there. They have 1,200 milligrams of CBD. Oh, that's great. That's great. Because, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, when I when I get sore muscles, that's I mean it's it's better than a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, you should try it after a hot tub. That's what I do. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, all you can do is just go lie down someplace because your muscles must be like noodles at that point. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got you know I I've used the jumping cream pretty much every day for since I since I made the stuff and it's definitely changed my life. I mean I can run and jump and do things I never thought I'd be able to do. You know, actually pulled that the titanium out of my leg. Um, it really hasn't been limit, limiting to me on my quality of life at all, and I really attribute a lot of that to Jumper Cream. Wow, well, that's great. Well, um, we've been so engrossed in conversation that I haven't actually um, told people that if they have a question for you that they could call in. Um, <laughs> so uh, if anyone does have a question for, for Trin or Jean, um, the call-in number is 917-889-8292. And then when you're in, make sure you press 1 so that um, our, our switchboard producers will know that you do have a question. Um, and if you're already on the switchboard, then just press 1. So um, we'll, just, we'll just chat for a few more minutes to see if anyone does have a question. Um, I did sure. want to ask, how, uh, what's the, what is the best way to uh, find out the the dosages for different uses. 
Sure. I uh, I actually emailed you a copy of that just just a, a few minutes before the show started. But they can email into either of those email addresses, and we'll send back what's called a dosing schedule. Um, you know, I've helped a lot of people with this and figure out the right dosage. So if you have any questions or if you want to try this out, then I'd be happy to stay in touch with you either by phone or email if you just get in contact with me and support you through the process. Um, generally, for, for somebody to get started uh, with CBD, a 2,400-milligram tincture uh, will last you about 20, 20 days, and one of those works out to, I think, right around $100. And so for a 90-day period, you're looking at about four of those bottles, which is about $400. So for $400, you've got CBD for three months straight, three times a day. And that's the magic number. If you do it properly for three months, you'll see about as much improvement in the information removing from your body as you're going to see from using CBD. Most people at the end of that period, they've they've had a real change in their body and they're able to get moving the parts of them that weren't moving before and uh, they're headed in a positive direction. Some of them choose to keep taking it after that for like a maintenance dose and for preventative needs and other people with serious conditions choose to use it for longer than three months, sometimes six months or a year, depending on what the condition is. And by serious, I mean, you know, opiate addictions or, um, you know, cancer or serious, serious diseases that they're using it for um, often will take longer dosing times. Um, And if it's for people that have terminal illnesses, you know, for quality of life, you're going to want to continue to take it until, until it's not needed anymore. But any questions that you have, you you can feel free to, to please email us and and ask and we'd be happy to help as much as possible. Okay. Well, this is great. I'm just, I'm, I'm scanning the, uh, the switchboard here, and I, and I don't see that we have any, any callers with questions, but um, truthfully, okay. a lot of people listen after the show. They listen in the archives. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, that's why I want to make sure that we get the, the contact information, you know, recorded so that when people do listen, they'll know how to yeah, um, how absolutely. to connect with you. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that... Uh, that Jampa cream, it's almost like, almost like whatever, you know, especially for skin, whatever is wrong with your skin, just use it. You know? um, yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, well um, I, I want to thank you. I thank you so much for being with us this evening, both you um, and Jean. Thank and, you so much. And I know that you are going to do well with this because of your your motivation is of the highest Absolutely. order, and that that can only bring you more good things and more strong allies. So um, you keep doing the good work, and uh, let us know when you are really up and running. Um, you know, drop us a line and keep us up to date. Sure. Yeah, I think we're gonna get we're gonna have Lavender out here. We've been talking about making some CBD water, so I think it's about time when she's ready to. To get that going, and we'll, I'm sure, have a show and talk about that. That's a pretty exciting project. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be really easy because it's not something, you know, there's no THC that's going to affect no, you, so not. you can drink it, you can get the benefits, and, and you don't have to worry no, no about, high feeling. you know. There's no there's no high feeling, there's nothing in your bloodstream, and uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's nothing but good. That's right. Mm. Oh, it's the best superfood. The best superfood. 
Yeah, well, I know people people have you know like um, like hemp like cereal edible um, you know a little crunchy. I don't know if they're seeds or or what they are, but you know they I, uh, the you know for for sprinkling on your cereal or just adding yeah, all the hemp. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I put yeah, them on exactly. smoothies. I put them on my salads. Yeah, and it, does it taste kind of you know kind of like nutty or or uh, what does it taste like? Well, if, if you do it in your smoothie, it gives the the smoothie more of a, of like a milk effect to it. Really? Ooh. Interesting. I wouldn't yeah, have thought that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's good fibers too, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So do you do you just sprinkle it on, or do you crush it up first? You, you know, I, I I like to sprinkle. You know, I'm, I'm a sprinkle kind of a guy. <laughs> well, you keep sprinkling, John, and uh, and Trin. Thank you, thank you so much for the for the work you that so you're much. doing and that you're about to do. And um, and please do, you know, keep us um, keep us in mind when you are launching because we'll want to know about that. We sure will. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, much love to all the star seeds out there, and thank you for everybody's support with our with our CBD. Um, you know, we're still in contact with a lot of the star seeds that we met through the last radio show and also through the the crystal quest that we came to, and we're looking forward to coming to the next one in May. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, well, um, we're going to wrap it up, and I want to thank everyone for, for listening, especially um, for Trin and Jean for joining us this evening, and we will be back next week. So until then... Make sure you find something to be grateful for every day and show compassion. It's a choice. Until next week, good night, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 